0: The Plastic Surgery Hub Podcast. Connecting people with practitioners. So I'm here today at um ASAP, so 38 annual ASAPS conference, and I'm talking with Dr. Eva Sciola, who's a plastic surgeon from Johannesburg, South Africa. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. Now, do you have, you do have a particular interest in stem cell research, fat grafting and lipo um, sculpture. Can you Do you think these are all linked together and maybe sort of evolve in the future of possibly less implants in the way of silicon and... Um, and saline, and more towards fat transfer. Can you see that happening as a general...? Well, the stem cells itself, it's a um, whole big
1: new science, I think. Um, it's uh, We're going towards more regenerative uh, medicine, um, and uh, I'm sure sooner or later, maybe not my generation of doctors, but maybe next generations of doctors, will probably be operating more um, on stem cells itself rather than um, traditional ways of uh, plastic surgery. And um, the recent trend um, in plastic surgery, um, stem cell research, is that uh, the extracellular matter is... um, Starting to surface out as a scaffold, mm-hmm. which we can seed at seed in stem cells and sort of a, form 3D um, structures. Okay. If um, 3D reconstruction or construct 3D rock, uh, construct, uh, um, we will be able to replace implants. That it will be probably a future of the. Um, Breast augmentation surgery. When is it going to happen? I'm not too sure. Uh, there is a lot of uh, lab studies, animal studies, but there is also a lot of restrictions, restrictions from FDA's, and in terms of the isolating cells and manipulating cells. So this is future. I am a visionary, and I certainly hope that uh, we probably replace foreign bodies like silicon, polyurethane with a much more natural and um, maybe even your own uh, parts mm-hmm. to form in a, some form of um, biogenerators. Um, um, implants. Mm-hmm. Um, you you specifically asking me about implants, mm-hmm. so I'm specifically yeah, asking. Yeah, of um, And I think it will be probably the future. Maybe next twenty years. Okay. I don't know. Okay. You, we can check yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I, I won't be probably here yeah. <laughs> anymore <laughs> well, in the be. profession. <laughs> yeah. But um, we can check.
0: Yeah. So no, that's great. I think we're getting a lot of people asking about it as well. So people are really interested in looking for an alternative. um, Yeah,
1: well, with the recent replacement uh, of uh, breast augmentation
0: with just a simple fat transfer, Mm -hmm. we're going definitely more towards that. Yes, That's exciting. That's great. Thank you for that. Now, you're the first female plastic (coughs) surgeon to achieve a couple of milestones in South Africa. So congratulations. Thank you. Do you see more women entering the plastic surgery um, field? And, And what do you think women can bring to the industry, perhaps, that might not be first nature to a man? It's a
1: big topic and I'm a big fan of this topic uh, because um, I was actually first uh, female um, plastic surgeon uh, qualified from the university um, which I had my postgraduate training. Mm -hmm. So, it was a tough road in the beginning, uh, um, it was uh, difficult to get through to the boys' club, um, but um, you can, yeah. you can, you can do yeah. that. And um, it was about 10 years ago when I qualified, and since then I already trained five girls um, in my department yep. so it was it was great achievement when I started my training there was probably about eight uh, female plastic surgeons in South Africa mm-hmm. now we're probably going into the 20 something wow yes That's significantly so significantly definitely <clears throat> in such a short time yeah definitely um, I will strongly encourage yep. females mm-hmm. to go to that particular um, discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to be a surgeon, mm-hmm. if you are a female, this is probably the most uh, most um, applicable uh, discipline for you. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Do or, you have many men,
0: <coughs> men coming to see you?
1: Men coming, but okay. they probably about. Um, I would say probably 20 percent of my cosmetic practice, Um, but it's escalating, Mm -hmm. it's becoming more popular, Mm -hmm. Um, and especially with my uh, interest in liposculpting Mm -hmm. and liposuction uh, combined with um, uh, fat transfers. Mm -hmm. I get them more and more because they aim for an easy way of getting their six abs yep. and yep. nice pegs yep. and nice arms yep. and this can be achieved uh, within um, operation which lasts about five, six
0: hours. Yeah, Perfect. Lovely. Thank you for that. And your interest <coughs> in the face and the way it ages um, would make you aware of not only all of the surgical procedures but also the non-surgical procedures that are available today um, as well. So I'm just wondering, I know you've got an interest in lipo, but is there anything in particular that you prefer to do as a treatment on people, or can you expand on that a little bit? Well, it's not the matter of preference, it's
1: the matter of um, selecting your patient and um, getting the right age and right treatment. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's put it that way. Um, Up to... 40 years of age, 40 plus years of age, we can still maintain with very non invasive um, um, treatments like the marsh, like um, other um, radio frequency treatments. Mm-hmm. Um, we can fill up a bit, uh, we can uh, maintain. Um, Uh, with Botox, not to get uh, permanent wrinkles. Um, But when it comes to the fifth decade, um, and we're starting to losing the volume on the face, Um, it requires a little bit more aggressive approach Mm -hmm. and then we're probably talking about uh, fat transfer which I'm uh, quite uh, um, uh, enthusiastic about um, because um, any fat transfer contains stem cells Mm -hmm. so there is a component of rejuvenation Mm -hmm. so obviously um, it's just a tailoring the treatment to the patient needs um, I am in favor of radiofrequency um, as for invasive and non-invasive procedures um, and it is just because um, it's not such a um, energy high energy treatment mm-hmm. so it doesn't damage your tissue to the extent that uh, you cannot use fat. So if I do liposuction with the radiofrequency uh, um, enhanced, um, like a vasotherapy, therapy, um, I can use still that fat to enhance the, fe- uh, the-, the face, yeah. to put it in the breast. Um, so it's uh, sort of a double, um, um, double benefit for me um, with the. Um, using laser, um, we operate on much higher energies and then unfortunately they damage the uh, fat cells. Mm And I can't use it anymore. It's okay. just uh, for purposes of liposuction. Right. So okay. that's my rationale about yeah. using radiofrequency in my okay. treatments. So basically it depends
0: on what the person needs as to what treatment protocol you absolutely. use. Absolutely, absolutely, right. yes. yes. Oh, lovely. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to thank talk to us. Thank you today. very much. Thank you for having me. Thank you. The Plastic Surgery Hub podcast. Visit plasticsurgeryhub.com.au